Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Victory Podcast, where God is the greatest power and we will never be defeated. I'm excited about today's topic. Um, before we, I get to that, I just want to say that the year is winding down. Um, this is going to be the end of season one. Um, and then I will start season two at the beginning of the year. Um, it has been a successful year this year. Um, and I don't base my success off of, you know, just being able to, um, how many likes or clicks that I get, how many subscribers that I get, but just the simple fact that I've endured, I've continued, I've pressed on through the good and the bad times to get the message of the cross out. And so, um, that's what I base this year's success off of. Um, and if I've reached any of you in any way, uh, I just give all glory and honor to God for being able to touch your life in any type of way. And so um, I have an exciting series that I'm going to be starting at the beginning of the year. It's the uh, seven I am statements from Christ. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, like I said, I'm excited. (laughs) And so for today's topic, though, to end the year. I want to talk about coping skills um, and hopefully be able to help you as believers in Christ or not um, in the area of coping skills. So I hope you grab um, some comfortable clothes, a warm blanket, something to eat, uh, something to drink, you know, get comfortable and enjoy the podcast. Romans chapter 7, verse 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Like I said earlier, I want to talk about coping skills today. Before we get into anything else, I just want to make sure we get on the same page and define what coping really is. So coping is conscious or unconscious strategies used to reduce unpleasant emotions. Coping strategies can be cognitions or behaviors and can be individual or social. So first and foremost, we have to understand that some we've all been through something. We've all been through um, something that makes us feel unpleasant, unloved, unwanted, uh, thrown away. You know, anything that's that you can think of that that's caused you uncomfort or feel sad, angry. You know, we we've all been through something. And how we deal with that something that we go through is called coping. And when we talk about coping, the first thing that we have to understand is that there are conscious 
coping strategies that we all do. There are things that we intentionally do to get through what we are going through. So some um, conscious coping strategies um, inevitably end up being good and some inevitably end up being bad or unhealthy and healthy. The second thing that we have to understand is that there are unconscious strategies that we um, tend to do while coping. These are the, the thought process, the, the ideas, the, the, um, the, the, the feelings, the, the actions that we, we don't realize that we're doing, but we are doing just so that we can get through what we are going through. You know, nobody likes to feel pain. Nobody likes to feel hurt. Nobody likes to feel lonely. Nobody likes to feel like they're thrown away. And so it's a, it's the, the body's natural function to cope with those uncomfortable um, situations that we go through, whether it be consciously or unconsciously. I want to tell you about um, something that happened to me when I was 13. And for the sake of anonymity, I am not going to give any names. But I, when I was a freshman in high school, I dated this girl. She was heavily, well, she was involved in church. She was the first um, girl that I had dated that was a believer or so to say. And so I, you know, we, the, the way that I grew up, I was taught that you don't date just to date, you date to marry. And so going into, you know, that relationship, it was my first serious relationship. And though I was 13, I had that mindset. You don't date to date, you date to marry. And so I, you know, was in this relationship when um, everything seemingly was going well for me. Um, but then, you know, on my best friend's birthday of all days, she called me out of the blue and dumped me. And it wasn't that she dumped me. It was the way that she dumped me. It was the words that she used when she dumped me. She said that I have too much going for me, so I have to get rid of something. And then followed that up with what? It wasn't like it was going to last anyway before hanging up on me. And in that moment, something broke inside of me where um, I felt rejected. I felt thrown away. I felt like I was not wanted and that I was not good enough. And that is something that I have been dealing with. I'm, I'm over the, I'm over the girl. <laughs> I've been over the girl. Um, but that is something that I have been dealing with for years now 
Um, and some of my coping strategies just to feel accepted, just to feel validated, have not been healthy. I didn't go into drugs. I didn't go into alcohol, you know, um, but some of the some of the coping strategies that that I've I've utilized to just to feel acceptance have not been healthy. It wasn't until about five, four or five years ago that I really started to um, change those coping skills to healthy coping skills. I I surrounded myself with people in my life um, that I can go to when I'm feeling down. I, 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 I meditate on God's word. I pray. I, you know, play video games. I, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of healthy coping skills that I utilize now that are healthy. I say all of this to say that, you know, with our coping skills, there are intentional things you can do in order to cope with whatever you're going through. Um, You don't have to go down a destructive path. And even if you do, there is a way out because I no longer do those destructive coping things. I do those healthy, destructive, I mean, healthy (laughs) coping things in order to deal with the pains that I feel. And so um, when we look at what coping is, you're really just trying to um, soothe the unpleasant emotions that you are feeling. Um, But how you deal with it matters. I want to take a moment here to talk about addiction here for a moment, um, because when we're talking about uh, coping skills, um, all addiction has started out as a coping skill. It has started out as a means to soothe the hurt, pain, disappointment, heartbreak, Um, loneliness that you have been going through or experienced. And, you know, in my life, I have um, struggled with addiction um, and cross addiction (laughs) Um, because I find myself um, when I'm not dealing with um, my, my, my main addiction that I tend to get hooked on other things. And so um, it's not like drugs or alcohol, but sex addiction is real. And sex addiction is destructive in any relationship that you have. Um, And 
So when you have an addictive lifestyle, um, bred from the coping skills that you have uh, used to cope with the pains and the hurts that you've had, uh, then then it's easy to get hooked on anything. And so you have to be careful with what coping skills you choose to deal with the pains that you are going through. So when when I look at the text that I chose today um, in Romans chapter 7, Paul uh, was talking about the, the struggle between um, the, the law and, and, and doing what, what, what he needed to do and don't, and, and not doing what he shouldn't be doing. Um, he said in verse 15, for that, which I do allow not for what I would, that do I not for what I hate that I do. If then I do that, which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I knew that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. You see, Paul was talking about an, an internal struggle, wanting to do thing, the right thing. However, because his flesh um, was that what it was, um, he found himself doing the opposite and those things that he didn't want to do he found himself doing so um that to me sounds a lot like addiction because if you talk to any addict um when they are trying to stop there are many times where they find themselves doing the very thing they don't want to do and when they try to do well, um, they find themselves doing the opposite because the flesh has a memory and the flesh is strong. The flesh has wants and desires. And the scary thing about the flesh is that once it has tasted something, it remembers it. I challenge you to, to put this to the test. Your body will not crave anything that it has not tasted. If you have never had McDonald's fries before, you will never develop a craving for those fries. However, those that have had McDonald's fries before, there are just some times that come up where you will have a craving for those fries. Why? Because the body has a memory. The flesh has a memory. And so when we're talking about coping skills, 
when we're talking about coping mechanisms, the things that you are choosing to soothe the pains and the hurts and the the disappointments and and all of that stuff. When you when we're talking about that, you have to take into account that whatever you introduce to your body as a means to counteract that disappointment, your flesh is going to remember that. Your flesh is going to say, okay, I identify this with that that pain. I identify uh, the alcohol with that pain. I identify the drugs with that pain. I identify the, the over-flirtation with that pain. I identify the pornography with that pain. I identify whatever the addiction is, whatever that coping skill is, with that pain. And so then when you're not dealing with that pain anymore, your body is going to still remember and your body is going to crave it. And until, and unless unless you get um, help or, or practice moderation and whatever it is you choose to cope with, you are going to act on that that impulse to have that which your body is craving. Then it turns into addiction because even when you're not hurting, even when you're not going through it, even when you're not in that disappointment, you find yourself acting on that impulse. And so we have to we have to choose good coping strategies. We have to choose good coping mechanisms because our bodies, our flesh, in which dwells no good thing, has a memory. I've done all this talking about coping and addiction, and I, I do realize I was super vulnerable in the last segment in saying what I struggle with um, or have been struggling with, had been struggling with, but I want to help somebody today in giving you some healthy coping skills. And so one thing that I have found super helpful is meditation and not just any meditation, but meditation on God's word. Um, I, me being a, a practicing devout Christian child of God, I understand and know, um, the importance of having God's word hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against God. That's what the Bible says. And so I meditate on his word. I meditate um, and just take in and think about and study and read his word. I, I put on 
um, my my Bible app and listen to the word read to me. I, I my wife put me onto this this uh, uh, Bible meditation app, um, and I I listen to those as well. Uh, meditating on God's word is such a healthy coping skill for anybody that is a child of God. If anything, for anybody that claims to be a child of God, God's word must be paramount in the midst of of your trial and tribulation. God's word must be paramount in the middle of your struggle. Um, we often talk about how, you know, the, the Bible is our, our, our sword, you know, and the Bible says that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. But oftentimes we don't use or utilize the word of God to combat the things that we are going through. Um, but I challenge you today to to meditate on God's word so that in those times where you are struggling, you can break out your spiritual sword and go to work. Another coping skill um, that has um, been beneficial to me is um, having time to myself. <laughs> um, and there's a difference between um, having be, between isolation and solitude. Okay. Isolation is when you're pushing people away and you're leaving yourself up to your own devices, but you're not really doing anything to get out of where you're at. Solitude is where you take a step back and you, you regroup, you, you get yourself back in, in the frame of mind of, okay, let's get back in the game and 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 do what I need to do to to make this better. You know, let me do let me get my mind right so that um, we can fix this so that we can work together. You know, so so having time to myself, that solid that time of solitude has been beneficial to me. Um, another coping skill uh, that has been beneficial to me is is reading. You know, I. Throughout school, I could I probably say I read about five books, <laughs> but I've gotten into a whole lot more reading um, dealing with this um, that I have been going through. Um, and the benefit about reading is that it expands your vocabulary. So you're able to, you know, learn new words and new ways of saying things and you don't have to to stick with with one way of of <laughs> saying something. Um, spend time with friends and family. You know, I have a great group of guys that that I talk to almost on a daily basis. Um, I'm fortunate to, to for for one of them to be my my blood brother, um, Wayne, and you know my 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 other brothers. Um, Fred, Chris, Ty, you know, we, we talk almost on a daily basis and it really helps keep me grounded um, in, in the face of everything that I struggle with. Finding humor. Now, my wife, 
Um, <laughs> she doesn't think I'm funny at times, but I, I, I like to find the humor in a lot of things. Um, sometimes it is healthy to laugh in the middle of in, in the midst of your pain. Sometimes it's it's not appropriate. But, you know, in those times that it is appropriate, find humor, you know, find humor in in, in the smallest things. Um, you know, some things that I haven't done um, or haven't done in a while uh, that um, were beneficial to me at some point in time, but I just stopped doing them are exercise and spending time on hobbies. Um, exercise is a great coping skill. It helps you to release, you know, any pent up frustration or anger in an appropriate way. Um, and it also gets you back into shape and, you know, spending time on hobbies. Um, you know, it's, hey, you find something that you like to do that's healthy and it's it's not taking away from from any relationships that you have. Go for it. You know, go for it. You know, there are there are always um, some 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 coping skills that you can do to to help get you through what you are going through. Um, and I, I, I don't want to to leave out prayer. You know, um, prayer changes things. Prayer helps us in any situation. You know, prayer is our communication with God. Um, when we pray, we let God know that we need we need him in the middle of this situation. I can't do it myself and I need you, God. I need you to help me. I need you to help me be stronger. I need you to to, to give me your power. I need your peace today. I need your comfort. I need your long suffering, God. And, you know, when we connect with God, you know, God will help his children out. And so prayer, um, in, in my opinion, in my life has been the ultimate coping skill. Because without prayer and connecting with God, I do not know where I would be. This short story is called Put Your Glass Down. A professor entered his classroom with a glass of water. He raised the glass of water. Everyone in the room expected the quote-unquote half full or half empty question. Instead, to everyone's surprise, the professor smiled and inquired, how heavy is this glass of water? The answers called out for the range from 8 ounces to 15 ounces. I need to weigh it to know how much exactly it weighs. But the question I really want you to answer is, what if I held the glass up for a minute? Asked the professor. Nothing, the students answered unanimously. But what if I hold it for an hour? Asked the professor. Your arms will start aching, answered one student. You're right. 
But what if I held it up for a whole day? Queried the professor. Your arms will feel numb, your muscles get stressed, and it may even get paralyzed, ventured another student. You are right, exclaimed the professor. So what should I do to avoid the pain? Asked the professor. Keep the glass down, answered a student. Exactly, said the professor. He continued, in all the case, the weight of the glass remains the same. But the longer I held it up, the heavier it became. The stress and worries in life are like the glass of water. If you think about them for a while, nothing happens. Think about them for longer, they will start hurting. Think about them for even longer, you will feel stress and be paralyzed. It is important to think about the problems in life, but you should not carry the stress long enough that it begins to ache and paralyze your life. It is important to let go of your stresses. Don't carry your stress all day and always remember to put the glass down before you go to bed. Well, we've come to the end of this podcast, the end of this season, and effectively the end of this year of podcasting for me. Um, I will be back next year, like I said, to start a new series, a new season also, um, starting off with the seven I am statements from Christ. And I really pray that you got something out of this podcast today. Um, I pray that you came away with some, some new perspective, some new coping skills, some new ideas and inspired to not just, um, be emboldened by, by my words, but also, take action by my words. If you know that that you have ventured down some destructive coping skills, I challenge you to find healthy ones. If you know you have succumbed to some kind of addiction, I challenge you to get help for that addiction. I challenge you to, to cleave closer to Christ and to let those things Go give them over to him. Um, and I also pray that you have a, a wonderful Christmas season, uh, a wonderful, happy new year. And I will see you in the next podcast. <laughs>